Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Nerdternal Network. I'm your host, the experience that some call Jason, and with me today is... The token forgot to grab something from a manga, Tarky. CDL113, the droid you're looking for. And coming to you live from the cumbered bike of pain, the Todd Monster. <clears throat> all bikes are pain. And, and today we're going to be talking about our favorite runs in comics. Uh, and, you know, by run, generally by run we mean, you know, one writer's tenure on a particular book. You know, sometimes it'll be one long story and sometimes it'll be, they can be broken up. But uh, One writer's particular vision. Right. Uh, now, this, this can also be miniseries or, you know, that sort of thing, but... So who wants to start us off today? I guess I'll start. If you start uh, right. last time, let Taylor start. Okay, well, let Taylor start. <laughs> I enjoy the fact in the background we said, hey, we'll go Tarky Danny Todd this time. Well, I was just talking about the intros. No, I wasn't even thinking that, about that. that. Oh, okay, okay yes. my bad. I thought we had specifically lined it up, and then Danny was just like, hey, guys, what's up? Going to throw a wacky curveball in here. All right. For me, it's going to be a little odd because, like, the later sections of the run of this were bad. I know they were bad. But, like, a lot of runs in that way. Yeah. But just, like, how much it's my favorite is very based in the time frame I saw it and, like, the circumstances around. Mm -hmm. Was the, the first run of Marvel Zombies. Because for me, I have I had not seen a whole lot of Marvel horror comics. My dad didn't particularly have a whole lot, and I don't remember Jason having a whole lot around for me to read. Yeah, so they... seeing something that was just like over the top, kind of just gory horror, heroes dropping left and right from something you know terrible happening, isn't something I normally saw a whole lot of. So I was just like, wow, this is super interesting to see this, you know this going on, how they're trying to handle it, how characters are breaking down or trying to fix it. You know, it's just up until the whole, like, even the point of, like, finding a way to take down Galactus and eating him, I wasn't super, had a super problem with. And Marvel Zombies 2, continuing it, didn't have a huge problem with, but after that, it suddenly went way off the rails, and I was done with it. Well, it was kind of an ideal that it only had so much life to it anyway that, you know... Yeah, like, it was it, it was a great one-shot. And I read a lot of one-shot mangas, and I'm like, hey, I'm fine with a one-shot. I understand mm-hmm. it's this run, that's the story, that's it, and I enjoy it. But, you know, just crazy about them silver surf. But other than that, yeah, it was a deal. mad at With me, I like the original run fine, as long as I pretend the last issue never came out. Yeah, because yeah. you know they start eat the, they you know they eat the silver surfer. Well, he's not made of flesh. They eat Galactus. He's an energy being. You know, it, it had this build up like you were going to have Spidey 
who was the only one that seemed to still have a conscience. He had all this build-up, like you figure, okay, they're gonna rig up some machine to take out Galactus, and Spidey's gonna sabotage it and take them all out, because, you know. He realizes he's a monster. Yeah. That's why he's the one that still regularly wears his mask. Uh, and anytime he's anytime he starts to get kind of kind of sassy with somebody, yeah, they'll just look at him. Hey, Parker. Yeah. How's your aunt? And he starts you know freak out. And then it went, you know, it, it took a left turn in the last issue that just was not good. It almost seems like in that last issue, they realized, hey, this thing's popular. We can make some more money off it. Yeah, yeah. Stretch it. Instead, I mean, it, it, it was literally, it was literally already a stretch because that whole universe came about through uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. That was their version of the Frightful Four. And the trick was you're already dealing with alternate reality, so if you wanted to do another one, you just do another one in another reality. One yeah. thing I have learned about it recently that I like that I wish they could have done though, was you know their explanation for how the virus got started was an infected hero from another dimension punched his way in. Yeah, and they you you know, and you you, you know it, it's the century that they used. Initially, all you're going to see was a all you're going to see was enough of a guy that, that you could tell he was in a blue suit with a red cape. Yep. And DC basically caught wind of it and went no, no. Or they were afraid DC was going to catch wind of it or something. I forget exactly, but which is which is interesting considering you know they just did the uh, DC. Yeah, well, it's you know the company that's that's because Marvel's always came out and was successful. The companies always bite yeah, on each other. Deceased yeah, is actually the second time DC has ripped that storyline off. Because Darkest Night was basically their, their Marvel zombies. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... But the trick was, DC, yeah, that was that was the game changer for Superman. Got Flash getting infected real bad. Superman getting infected. It's time to get the hell out. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't keep up with the deceased close. Was that was that something going on in their mainstream universe that they managed to fix, or was that some alternate something? No, it was alternate something like Marvel's. Oh, okay. Uh, basically, it was it was Darkseid got to use Cyborg to finally unlock the anti life equation, and it was like that movie Sale, where if you were on any kind of Wi Fi or something like that, yeah, you, it just infected. Oh. Okay. You could still get it from bites scratches stuff like that but yeah the main the thing that that caused it to jump off so bad was yeah thanks to cyborg it was coming through your tech so if you had a well, cell phone or wi-fi or something yeah you could fuck so basically everybody yeah yeah that was, that was just it you know it, it had infected most of the world before they realized really what the hell was going on Batman gets taken out early. You got Damien running around as Batman. Uh, John ends up Superman. You know, they were doing everything they could to keep the flashes from getting it. The minute they managed to infect the flash, yeah, it, was, it was just downhill from there. Yeah, because, you know, he could infect God knows how many people in a picosecond. And that's, if I remember right, that's what 
taking out Flash is how Superman got infected. Superman, once he was infected, tried to run off. But he basically died before he could get far enough away. Mm-hmm. And fighting fighting Superman is what infected Wonder Woman. Then Cyborg came up with a cure, but Wonder Woman killed him before he before he started up. Huh? As it killed him before he could start get it started. Yeah. Yeah. So I had say heart. I want to say Harley and Ivy were the only two people that stayed on Earth until destroyed. Weird choices, but all right. All right. So let's go. Uh, let's go to Todd. Todd, what's what's your favorite run? Original Hudlin run of Black Panther. Starting from basically the relaunch of Who Is Black Panther. Uh, all the way up till they replaced the job With Shiri? I want to say, yeah, I want to say, I want to say that happened in it. Well, I know it was at the end of it. I think that was still on yeah, I can't remember if he actually did that or if they did that right after him. I don't recall. Yeah, yeah, that that run of Panther was so great that Marvel went in went in a like a two year long put Panther back in his place campaign because you know it was under it was under uh, Hudlin and he was working with McDuffie, Wayne McDuffie mm-hmm. at the time, who was writing Fantastic Four. So you had. Those books were crossover. Yeah, yeah. Story-wise, was real cool. That was also. It was not Hudlin that had uh, T'Challa beat Silver Surfer, but it was. You mind? It was under his umbrella. Yeah, that was when the Fantastic Four. It, it, it was the post Civil yeah. War Fantastic Four where you had Storm and yep. uh, Panther filling in for Panther. Reed and Sue. Sue, yeah. But yeah, I love I love that era through there. Uh, it, it's got some of my favorite stories. It's got the wedding, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the lead up to the wedding. I enjoyed uh, where he uh, teams up with Luke Cage. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Kind of going on that little world tour. Yeah, that that was cool as hell. Uh, one of my all time favorite episodes is when they meet Storm, uh, frater- paternal grandparents. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that boy's gonna have brain damage. Yep. And they get attacked by Hydra. Hey, Grandpa! Hydra's at the door. Who? You know, Hydra. Who? Cut off one head, two more shall take its place. Get in the closet, boy. <laughs> Which one yeah, of them? Was, was it the Grandma granddad? Hit, grandma what? hit hit the Grandma hit the guy in the head with a with a uh, skillet. A cast iron skillet. Yeah. Granddad opened the opened the door with a double barrel shotgun. <laughs> yeah. They've been preparing for something like that since the sixties. Yep. They've been trained by the fruit of Islam. They've been waiting on Jagger's boys since the sixties. Yep. I love the grandparents at the wedding too. 
Well, yeah, Hudlin got in trouble for that because <laughs> when he saw Bush there, he was like, "What's he doing at my What's he doing at, at my baby's wedding? He need to get on before he gets spit on." But yeah, I love his run. That is, Priest got me into the character. Hudlin made me fall in love with. Him. Hudlin's also where you get the MCU version of the Dora Milaje. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Priest's version were hot. And there was only like two of them. Yeah, and there was just two of them. It, was, it wasn't like you had a... It, it wasn't a branch of the military. It was just these two bodyguards. Yeah. It was his two wives in training. That was it. But yeah, that, that's that's my run. That That's the version that... Truthfully, you get more. He is, the movies are more influenced off of Hunt and uh, and uh, the cartoon was basically Hudlin's first. Yeah, is uh, it Priest or Hudlin's uh, run? You get Mephisto's pants. No, that's Priest. That was Priest. Priest. That's Priest. Okay. That was Priest where you had the devil's. Yeah, you you got he Priest gave you that. Priest gave you T'Chaka defeating Captain America in World War Two. Though, uh... Priest gave, Priest gave you the Dora Milaje, period. Yeah. You know, uh, created the Dora Milaje, period. But, uh, like I said, Priest, Priest did the T'Chaka cap fight in World War Two. Yeah. But Hudlin went back over it first thing in his run. Yeah. And during his run, you had a Black Panther miniseries, a Black Panther Captain America miniseries that, that took place during that, that, you know, basically starts off with that incident but tells an entire story. It's the first appearance of legless Tiger Man since like the forties, <laughs> or excuse me, armless Tiger Man since the forties. Armless Tiger Man, yeah, he had legs involved. Yes, that's that's what he fought with, and he was in many ways as lame a villain as he sounds. It's just the fact that they used him. But yeah, that that is easily my favorite run of of uh, Black Panther. He he took what Priest started and ran. Because I can't remember if Priest's version of Wakanda had ever been conquered or not. Uh, I don't think so. I don't, don't think so. That, that, that was kind of a thing that I think went all the way back. They just never really got into details on it. Well, no, because if you go back to the original, Wakanda had kind of been conquered. Claw fucked up some. Because that's where, that's where a comic book Killmonger comes from. Because Claw took slate. He had taken that whole family. It's like he had messed some stuff up. I don't know if he'd actually taken over, taken over. At least not any longer than it took, you know, to call in backup. Yeah, it. The original story has a very, you know, Tarzani kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. White guy shows up, the friends trust, him. and then the white guy basically tries to steal the tr- whatever treasure they have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that because that was Killmonger's thing. Yeah, he took Claw literally took captive. Where that shit wasn't happening in the Hudlin run. That was they had never been conquered. You showed up in Wakanda uninvited. One of you got to go back. One one of you got to live long enough to go back. And they don't come. And I think that was, I think that was almost exclusively Hudlin. He was certainly the one I, I can remember doing the most with it. Yeah, I know he was the only one to show it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually the beginning of his run, as you see in the yeah kind of the history. Priest run, yeah. Priest run was all about gave you kind of the MCU Wakanda in that everybody kind of undesk. You know, every K. Ross shows up to pick up the king of Wakanda in his Miata. Not realizing, yeah, that's royalty. You got an entourage. You got stuff. Because that's that, that first storyline of Priest, basically. Everett Ross going, basically underestimating Panther almost return. Well, part of it was also the information they gave Ross. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to pick up such and such. He's from that little tiny country called such and such. Oh, okay. Just what I said. It was, it was underestimation. That was wrong. He didn't show up like he was picking up a king. He was showing up like he was picking up somebody from the bush. Yeah. But that wasn't as much wrong as one, it was the, the people that were above wrong. Ross. No, that was flat out wrong. Oh, that was? Okay. That was yeah, that was flat out wrong. Was... Dude. No, because remember, in that storyline, you end up finding out his boss, Nick, Used to sleep with T'Challa in college. She knew better. That's right. That's right. Because that was Ross's current girlfriend. His, he finds out that his current girlfriend used to do Panther. Yeah. It was it was a story of underestimation that the... Because uh, everything, everything in that story underestimates Panther. Ross underestimated Mephisto underestimated. Uh, uh, Priest was the one that where you find out the Panther God is real. Because up till that time, Marvel had always treated it as just some jungle savage voodoo kind of something. Yeah. Until Mephisto, till basically Panther offers his soul to Mephisto. It's like, oh yeah, take me. You got to take all of them. And you have Mephisto going, the Panther God's not real. And he goes, don't tell me, tell them. Mephisto had underestimated, and, and the big turning point of that is when you find out that uh, he only joined the Avengers to spy. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's the priest run. Hudlin's run, no. He, Hudlin's run, the Wakandans are badass. And it was, and they're generational badass. You know, that's why, you know, that one, and the humor in that was kind of kind of fun. Like I said, Storm's uh, family was fun. Uh, the reason why his mom didn't like uh, Monica Lynn, who was Panther's, you know, classic girlfriend, yeah, because she never killed anybody. She was like, you know, I understand you never killed a person, livestock. You're a warrior, people, child. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You, you kind of got a taste of that in the movie with the mom. Like I said, you, you you see a lot of Hudlin's influence, more so in Civil War than you do the actual Black Panther movie. Yeah. Wakanda, the Wakandans, when they when you have any dealings with them in Civil War, you tell they ain't about that. Ain't about that. All right, well, let's move on. We've talked about Pan- Panther for a good while now. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and go now. And I'm going to go with Reign of the Supermen. Uh, from back in the 90s. 
this was this was the first time that I got into the Superman book at all, or I should say Superman books because it was running through four books at the time. Yeah, and you know you had had Death of Superman that had been a big deal, but I hadn't really been collecting it at the time. Uh, I forget if I wasn't. I don't. I don't know that I was necessarily collecting DC much at that point. I can't remember for sure. But, you know, I, it, it it got me into Superman. Uh, you know, I was sitting there, you're, you're sitting there trying to figure out the mystery to it. I like the new characters that were introduced in both uh, the Man of Steel, who, you know, eventually, it was John Henry Irons, eventually just became Steel. Uh, you know, him, the your current version of Superboy got his start at that point. Uh, and then you had the Eradicator and the Cyborg, and reading through the books, both of them had a lot of stuff that seemed to seemed to imply that they would have been the real Superman, except that there was two of them. You know, the Cyborg, he had the genetics, he had the tech, but the Eradic, the one that in, in, you end up finding out is the Eradicator. You know, he's got the Fortress robots working for him, and he's using the Fortress of Solitude. And I want to say he's the one you know they fetched out of Superman's grave, so... Yeah. But he's brutal, so his personality's all off. Where the cyborg, you never see where he goes. You know, you never see what he's using as a base. Uh, you know, and he talks about his memory being a little fuzzy, but he still knows who Lois is, you know, all that jazz. And, you know, each of those individual books, it was just a nice... You know, it was a nice run getting introduced to these characters, or introduced, introduced to two of them, the other two representing kind of a mystery. You know, and then you have the twist where you find out who the cyborg actually is, and the war world, you know, the, or Mongol shows up, starts trying to convert the war world. Uh, that's where Coast City gets wiped out, which is just what drives Hal mad and leads into my favorite Green Lantern run. Uh, and all in all, it was just a real good... I mean, the story was good, the art was good in all the books at the time. You know, I got heavily into Superman. Where initially, I'd looked at him and went, well, you know, I really like the Superboy, so I'll get that book. And it was like one other of them, I was like, yeah, and I'll get that one. And then I wound up just buying them all, because they used to number the Superman books. You know, you had the issue number, and then you had the little S-shield with a number yeah, that restarted every year. That, that told you in exactly what order you needed to read them in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had not been reading Superman myself until right up where they were going to kill him, so I mm -hmm. started picking up those books. And then I was going to drop it, but then they started bringing these, you know, others in. I'm like, you, it's like, oh, I'm going to have to get all these. And it's like, jeez. Yep, yep. Because uh, I want to say I initially started picking up at the grocery stores. Because it was a little bit before I was hitting comic shops regularly, I think. And, gro you know, your, your grocery store magazine rack didn't carry a lot of comics, but they carried Superman. So, you were, you know, I was able to get the get the run. But, uh... But, yeah, and it was just an enjoyable take on Superman, and I liked how it concluded, and, you know... I liked how on the, uh... Like, like you were talking about how they introduced the different characters that, you know, were replacing him. How each one had a, a unique, 
personality of you know, like you knew Steel was not Superman. Yeah, they, and they, you know they didn't try to make it seem like he was, but but like Superboy, for a while you actually start to think maybe he's you know regenerating from you know youth or whatever. No, no, you knew he was a clone from Jump. I mean, you see the Newsboy Legion yep. bust him out of Cadmus. There's never any doubt that he's a clone. That's right. They did bust him out. Of, I yeah, forgot. they hatched him out early because Cadmus Cadmus was intending to to grow him up, to accelerate his growth up to full. You know. Yep. And present the world with a new Superman. Yeah, it was a Newsboy like Legion the that bust him out. Where you find out he's uh, got Lex Luthor DNA in him also. That was like almost a decade later, later, though. Yeah. 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 What you find out is it, that he's half human. Or no, I mean, what you find out was, let's see, yeah, in yeah, that version, what you find out was, Kryptonian. no, no, at, in, at that version, he was human. They couldn't clone a Kryptonian successfully. They had simply made a human and genetically mucked with him to give him powers to, so that he could appear like Superman. Because his whole, his only power set at the time was the tactile telekinesis. Which you had had hints of all through his run, because his invulnerability didn't work quite right. Every now and then he would freak out and stuff he was touching would just fall apart. It was later that you find out, oh well, he's actually half Kryptonian and and he start and he gets a power bump as he starts to grow into the Kryptonian side of his abilities. Yeah, I remember our buddy E hated that the tactile telekinesis part because he was going he hates to think that, you know, sunlight makes Superman think better. <laughs> That was something that he actively hated. But, uh... So, let's see. I guess that leaves us going to... Who did we have left? Danny. Uh... I would have to say the, the whole run of the contagion all the way into No Man's Land for Batman. Because that was, at the time, such a unique story for me. You know, you starts with Contagion, then goes into Legacy, then goes into Cataclysm, and ends in No Man's Land. It's this huge arc that ran through, you know, the late 90s for Batman. And it all starts out with a plague, you know, that gets, you know, people aren't social distancing. They're not doing what they need to do. And, and at the they time... Didn't even have, they didn't even have the term back then. Yeah. But, like, one guy's got the stuff. He sneezes on somebody. Then now you've got two people carrying it then three, then five, you know, it just escalates. Mm -hmm. And you've got Batman uh, running around trying to find a cure. He, he thinks, okay, well, uh, Poison Ivy's immune to all kinds of disease and poisons. Let's see if she can do a, a cure. And, you know, you just go through all of that. And, you know, by the time you get done, they've isolated Gotham, you know, the island of Gotham away from everybody and it just really turns into a whole you know lord of the flies or mask of the red death kind of story and when it finally ends everybody that was in gotham at the time is scarred in some way whether it be physically or mentally or emotionally well that's kind of gotham regardless but yes and even the the even the bad guys have a chance for a redeeming moment here and there. And 
you know, Superman pops in at one point thinking, well, I'll, I'll help. And he realizes how overwhelming this one thing has become because, like, he, he decides, I'll help get the power started. He goes to the power plant, and he finds an engineer that was worked there. And the guy, he helps the guy, you know, get the power back on. Well, he leaves. Well, when he comes back, now that guy's kind of like a little small warlord negotiating where they're going to set power up because, you know, he doesn't have a staff. So he's having to do this by barter system. Mm-hmm. Superman's like, but I helped you. He goes, yeah, but you didn't stay around to help me fix all the other problems. And it show, it shows how much goes into a city or a town community. And it just really affected how I look at certain things in life. I don't know. I think you're just fixating on diseases because of what's currently going on. But uh, yeah, but but, but basically, like, you're saying this but, this, like... but this was basically the start of a even bigger run that you were into because you said you know you talked about how it worked all the way up to uh, no man's no land. man's land. So basically, you had you know you had a disease and then you had an earthquake and you know yeah, it just it was a whole story arc uh, you know over four four different runs that you see all it takes basically is is one bad day or one bad event for society to start falling apart. Yeah, but it took three bad events. Forming. Yeah. It took three bad events in a hellhole like Gotham. Because yeah. you had a plague, then you had an earthquake, and then you had the government basically go, this place is cursed. Break it off from the rest of the country. Yeah. Really, it's like the and it's that, like the writers through there were watching a lot of disaster movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, around that time, it ain't, you had this ain't like Metrop- it ain't like Metropolis devolved into that. This was Gotham. Gotham was already there. Yeah. That was the excuse. Thank God we finally get to cut this damn thing away from everybody else. Thank God. Shoot anything that comes across here. It wasn't just Superman that tried to show up and help. You you had a bunch of your other heroes try and show up and help and they would just get emotionally over overwhelmed with what needed to be done it was like we'll never fix this you know but Batman never stopped cause he's Batman yeah well yeah and I imagine I, this, I imagine this crossed over into all the other Bat family books too oh yeah cause I'm it, sure it crossed over every one of them Listen, this would have been after Nightfall, so you'd have had Azrael running around, you'd have had Robin, Nightwing. Catwoman, I think, had a book through there. Uh, The trick is, Nightwing might or may not have been there, because remember, Nightwing, when he got his own book, he got his own town. That's true, that's true. Good old Bloodhaven. Well, Nightwing does pop in, because he comes in. He went to Bloodhaven. Uh, Azrael was right through there was pretty much a non-factor. Well, he had a book because you know, I'm looking at a cover with the Contagion logo on it. Yeah, Azrael uh, basically lets Batman know that the uh, plague was connected to the Order of Saint Thomas, and uh, the uh, uh, this was yeah Batman had taken back over the mantle. 
and uh, Azrael had went on to do his thing. But uh, oh. yeah, Nightwing was in uh, uh, Bloodhaven by this point, and uh, he comes back. But when they find out that uh, uh, Poison Ivy may have be able to do a cure, he comes back, and him and Huntress are trying to track her down and quell some of the riots. Uh, and for any nerd out there that's going, it's not pronounced that way. We know it's Dumas. You have to forgive the droid. He's, he hadn't had a memory wipe. He's all. It is Dumas, isn't it? Yep. He's just like the guy that wrote Three Musketeers. It's Dumas. Dumas, yeah. But yeah, I, I just thought that was... Neat. Also, Azrael's first name is not Gene. Okay. <laughs> it's not. When okay, did I say John Paul. Look, I live I live on YouTube. There will be somebody, you know, assuming somebody actually listens to this, that will go, that's not how you pronounce that. So I'm pronouncing it so we don't get that. Ah. We'll still get it, don't worry. Well, that means they're listening. No, it means they're not Ooh. listening. Well, or it means they're typing while they listen. There's a lot of possibilities here. It's Endless. Damn it. It's Pronounced it wrong. So anyway, I guess that'll about wrap us up for today. Uh, this was some of our favorite runs. Let us know in the comments below. Uh, you know what your favorite run was, uh, or why our favorite run sucked. Eh, whatever. Any attention is good <laughs> attention. <clears throat> uh, like, share, subscribe, all that jazz. I uh, like any attention is good attention. Yeah, you know. You're just trying to drum up views at this point. They can hate us as long as they watch us. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been your... Then you're going to do a poll dance next week? I, I don't have a poll. Otherwise, no. <laughs> so anyway, I've been your host for the day, the experience of some called Jason, and with me has been... The droid, CDL113. The token, idle champ, Tarky. And coming to you live from the gazebo of frustration, the Todd Father. Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> anyway. Go bike one out. Ew. Okay, that's it. I'm cutting it down. Yeah, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all later. <laughs>